wisdom rise ancestors surround us rise. welcome to advancing the art of aging i'm carol silver elliott president and ceo of the jewish home family a continuum of services for older adults located in northern bergen county I'm delighted to have as my guest today, Glenn Wolland, and Glenn is a principal with Zubatkin. Glenn, welcome. We're happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So tell us what Zubatkin does. What kind of company is Zubatkin? Well, Zubatkin is an owner's representative, and what we do is basically we partner with our clients to help them um, achieve their goals in terms of construction projects. And, and we do that from, from the very beginning of when they're just thinking about them, and we take them all the way through uh, to the end, to the completion of the project. So you're really like the expert pair of hands and eyes to help with a big construction project. Exactly. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a big construction project. I mean, basically, the institutions and the, the organizations that we work with, they don't necessarily have the in-house expertise or the desire or the time to do the kinds of things that we do. And, uh, you know, we're construction professionals, and most most organizations don't have that on staff. And so when they're thinking about that kind of a project, and again, it doesn't have to be something big. It's just something that they don't normally do. What we do is we, we, we help them. We go through the process with them. We give them all the information that they need to make uh, informed decisions, and, and we work them through the entire project. I'm curious what got you started in the role as being an owner's rep. What, what was that that got you engaged in that? Well, my path has gone through most of the, most of the seats around the construction world table. Um, I come from a, a builder family. My father was a developer, and so I kind of came up in this world. Uh, working as a laborer on construction sites as a kid, then uh, into college, I, I studied engineering and went to work uh, as a general contractor um, in New York early in the mid 90s. And then from there, uh, went to work for a large real estate company um, where I was in their construction department. Then went off on my own for a number of years doing uh, similar work, and then I came to Zubakin, uh a few years ago to join this team. But along the way, I, I was a builder, I was a developer, um, I was uh, a, a, you know, a designer, and I was a construction worker. So not in that order specifically, but I've kind of done all of those things. So you're a one-man man, I guess, huh? I, I am. At the end <laughs> of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm two things. I'm a, I'm a project manager, and I'm a, but really I'm a builder. Okay. And, and that, at the end of the day, is the reason that I do it. It's, it's because... The satisfaction from seeing a, a patch of ground or a, an old decrepit building turned into something new, that, that's the reason that we do it. That's why we, we call it for the love of the game. For the love of the game. That's a good way to describe it. It has to be, though, a fairly complex undertaking, right? There's lots of moving parts in a construction project. So how, what is your role in the midst of all of that? Well, if you consider all the moving parts uh, like a wagon wheel, we we are at the hub of the wheel, okay. um, and that that's you know that's a metaphor that we've used before to kind of explain all, all the roads lead through us and through us to our clients, and where we really you know we really consider ourselves partners with our clients, and so every decision we make we're acting as if 
we are them. We're acting as if every dollar is there is our dollar uh, is their dollar, and um, and we are really a trusted advisor through the process so that we can help them get where they want to get. So there's probably someone out there listening who thinks, why is the Jewish Home on their podcast talking to someone who's an owner's rep? So let's talk about the relationship that that you have with the Jewish Home family. There's a big project underway that you are the owner's rep for. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. We're very, very happy to be representing uh, the Jewish Home family in their in their project to um, to create a new uh, short-term rehabilitation center and a new aquatic center, which is going to, uh, you know, allow them to expand their breadth uh, uh, of influence in the senior living world. Um, it's a $30 million project. We've been working on it for a number of years at this point. And, you know, we're, we're, we spend most of our work pre-construction. Uh, we actually started building just about a year ago. And uh, we're really excited to see where it is at this point. We're I want to say seven or eight months away from from actually seeing it finished. Yeah, it's really very exciting. The project has two real significant elements, as you described. The first, that the one that faces Piermont Road on the main road, is the new inpatient building. So there will be sixty new rooms, four units of fifteen each for short-term rehabilitation inpatients. And then the second building, we, we refer to it as the Aquatics Building, but it's really the Center for Rehabilitation Excellence, which will have the first warm water therapy in Bergen County as, and surrounding areas, as well as then a brand new rehabilitation space with all of the space for new rehab modalities that are lacking in, uh, in the current building. So we are very excited about seeing that come to fruition. When, when you think about this particular project, Glenn, because it's a healthcare setting, has it had any other complexity that perhaps projects, you know, that you might do in a different kind of setting don't have? Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the end user. Um, healthcare projects inherently have a, a pretty uh, involved mechanical uh, aspect to them. Um, the way air is used, and especially over the last year um, in the world we've been living in, that's become you know super important uh, in terms of how how air is refreshed uh, you know within within the uh, within the spaces. But each user has a completely different set of you know building a, a uh, short term stay center for a senior is very different than building you know apartment for for anybody. So for sure, there's specificities, specificities <laughs> that uh, come into play for this kind of project. Yeah, and it's certainly a different kind of approval process as well with the Department of Health getting involved and DCA and some of the other elements too. Yeah, we had a very involved approval uh, process and it took us you know, months, uh, the better part of a year to get through all the approvals we needed between the state and the local municipality and and the health department. You know, we've talked in some of our recent podcasts with various folks, both within and outside the Jewish home, and of course, it would be impossible to talk about things going on here without talking about the impact of COVID. And one of the things that has been really striking is COVID's sort of 
lack of impact on the project. Can you can you comment on that? Well, we were very lucky. Um, you know, the the direct impact was that construction projects got shut down at the beginning of the pandemic. We were, um, you know, you can call us lucky that we were working for a, a healthcare facility and they're considered essential. And so we never had to completely shut down. We did have to modify the way the project was being run and the, and the logistics of it to um, work within the health, gu- uh, the health guidelines, but we never actually had to shut down. So that was a, a lucky part of it. And now, uh, as the building is becoming enclosed and, and um, people are, are working closer to each other, the enforcement of those guidelines is even more critical. But it's also been a really interesting process because most of the construction is happening, you know, quote unquote, remotely. This, we don't have the ability to, to meet as much as we normally would like to meet on site. We don't have the opportunity to collaborate in person as much as we normally would do that, and so this has been a, a real, a real stretch and a real, uh, almost an experiment in terms of how you can build a job like this without sitting on the job. And you know, I think that the end result is, although it's been challenging, it's certainly been successful. So, how would you um, summarize the learnings of working in this very different environment? You know, rather, I'm, I've done construction projects in buildings in the past, and we were always knee-to-knee at a table once a week or every other week, really, with these on-site meetings. We have not done that for over a year. How, how do you think that impacts what you do going forward? What, what do you think are the real learnings from this? Well, I think we've stretched and, and really utilized technology to its current limits. And um, although there's a lot of high tech out there in the construction world, not every job uses as much as they can. I think that, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot more um, remote site visits, remote walkthroughs, people walking through the job site with a, with a cell phone um, versus doing an actual in-person walkthrough. Um, I'm seeing this on not just our project, but on other projects where, uh, you know, a, a completion list will just have remote photos as opposed to someone walking through um, and checking off items on a list. I think that ultimately will return, but construction is a hands-on process and, and it's tactile and, and you want to be able to be there and you want to be able to feel the finish of the walls and you want to be able to, you know, see the color. And that's something that is going to be very hard to replicate sure. uh, remotely, um, but we're not quite there. You know, watching a piece of steel go up, you don't have to be next to it to see that it's going up. You have to be next to it to see that it's gone up straight and that it's bolted right. But we're working through those, you know, those particular challenges. I was thinking about this just the other day, how fortunate we are that this new construction is independent of the existing building. If we were doing a construction project that would have required access through the existing building, we would have been stuck because of the restrictions on nursing homes right now. So, you know, if we had to, for example, if we were building a new wing and the only way to get there was through the existing wing or something of that nature, we we would not have been able to pull this off. But because the project site is self-contained for the most part and won't connect to the existing building for a while yet, we got very lucky with that, I think. 
I agree. I think that, you know, even if we had, uh, even if we've been constrained by the fact that we would have had to go through the existing building, we would have figured something out. I don't think it would have been efficient and it certainly would have impacted your day to day in some way. And, and our, you know, part of our job would have been to figure out how to minimize that. But, you know, we have other projects where this is, that's exactly the case where yeah. we're going through a space that we really can't go through. And so we have to isolate the access from, from the, you know, the, the operation. Yeah, it certainly would have been tricky, particularly with the amount of regulation that's in place for nursing homes and, you know, our inability to let anyone in. So it we went through a long period of time where we didn't even let in other healthcare professionals other than physicians for the most part because we were restricted. So it's just kind of interesting to think about how fortunate we have been to be able to, to do this. And you know, I, I know I said this to you months ago when we were in the thick of COVID crisis within our walls. It was surreal at some points in time to be inside of a building that was so different and so disturbed physically with um, tarped cohort walls going up and everyone in um, PPE from head to toe and then to look outside the window and see you know life goes on construction's moving everything's the same as it would have been otherwise and the contrast was both a little ironic but also sort of uh, reassuring that you know there was there is a future and that we would get past this and life would once again return to something we could comprehend. I can only imagine how surreal that was looking out the windows. Um, you know, you're, you're, it's like a, you're, you're in the fishbowl looking out at the world. Yeah. So that must have been, you know, a, a, a really interesting, <laughs> among other words, uh, to get through. But honestly, you know, the fact that we've been able to isolate completely from, from the existing facility has been a boon for the construction site um, in terms of not having to deal, you know, specifically with, with COVID. But also, I'll tell you, if we were attached to the building and there was access between one and the other, half of our problem would be keeping residents from wandering onto the construction site. Mm -hmm. Well, they do like to watch they, they what's will, going on. Yeah. They just, to them, it's the best show ever. Oh, and yeah. I, I understand it. And, and, you know, unless you literally put a physical barrier that they cannot get through, the people will, will take down caution tape. They will walk over it. They will move barriers and they'll just walk onto a construction site. It happens over and over again. Yeah, people do, People are, well, even staff do that. We had one incident early on where one of the exit doors has a thousand pieces of caution tape over it because what used to be an exit to a step down to ground, the ground is now like 10 feet down. And one of our staff was determined to get out that door and open the door and sort of went, oh, you know, like there is no ground there. So, yeah, people, people have... Um, little caution and a lot of curiosity. Yes, uh, curiosity is the, is the thing we fight against. And, yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and it's understandable, you know, building sites are, are kind of fun. It's kind of cool. Well, you know, when we've done other construction projects, and it may come on this one too, we've actually put up some fencing with, you know, like the New York City with the peepholes so that people could see what was going on without taking a risk of being up in a dangerous location because it is it is entertaining to watch and uh, when the weather gets a little bit nicer I suspect we will have a number of eyes that are out there keeping an eye on things 
I know one morning I drove in the parking lot and there was a man at, out in the parking lot with his little boy and I in the middle of COVID. And I said to him, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? He said, we want to wash the, uh, the trucks. Like, okay. Um, it is, you know, it's pretty fascinating to see. You just have to maintain that safety as well. Sure. I mean, luckily our fence is see-through at the moment. Yeah. Um, but as the as you, as you see, the exterior walls go up and you can't see inside the building anymore. That's when people decide to start wandering in. And right. So let's just keep those restrictions in place for now. <laughs> Fair enough. So what's your favorite part of a project, Glenn, when it's over? You know, I think my favorite part is when, it, when the construction starts because so much of our work is done before construction and, and you've been through this process intimately, you and I together. Um, we spent years before we actually broke ground. We had a we had a breaking ground party. I think it was eight or nine months before we actually broke ground. We were being so, very optimistic. But, yeah. Yeah. So for me, the the beginning of it is is uh, is a great part. The actual beginning of that journey, because to me, the construction is the fun part. Um, all and if we do our jobs right, most of our work is done before that happens, and then the rest is just going along for the ride. I mean, there's battles along the way, obviously, and you know you you manage that process. But um, if you've done your job right, the construction is really the fun part. And so the beginning of that is one of my favorite parts, and of course the day that we you know when when people can see it, yeah, um, cutting that ribbon, see what it's become. Yeah, cutting that ribbon is is really terrific. And, I, I, if you ask me which I like better, a renovation or a restoration versus new construction, that, that's a hard, that would be a hard one to ask, answer because I love seeing the renewed, a renewed piece of property or a renewed building, but I also love seeing a, a new building that didn't exist before. Well, either way, it's exciting. Either way, it's exciting because yeah. you're really creating sure. new life in that space, and that's a great thing. We look forward to celebrating that opening with you in the fall, Glenn. And uh, thank you so much for being our guest today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It really was a lot of fun. All of the children rise. Elders with wisdom rise. Ancestors surround us rise.